Hello everyone, Cover 3 Athletics, WPIAL Football Weekly Podcast Recap. And here we are on this beautiful Monday morning at the time we're recording this. And we're headed into our championships. And normally it would be on the tour highway to Heinz. Unfortunately, no, no Heinz Field this year, but still a lot of fun. Also, we have, we have our championships set up. And they're going to be a bunch of great games this weekend. But how do we get there? So let's just get into it. So our Whippeal semifinal recap. And let's chalk it up. So class 1A, Claritin, Shenango. Pretty cookie cutter here. Shenango opened up with a lengthy drive. Smartest thing they could do. They had to settle for three after 16 play series. Three nothing lead, but then after that it was all bears. Is Jonte Sanders with 82 yards. A quick then you had a Davon Rochelle pick six to quickly make it 12 to three. For that point, Clariton literally rolled over. They went 55-16 back into the finals for them. And then Jeanette Rochester in the other semifinal. As after they traded stuff to start, then they traded touchdowns. As these two went back and forth for the majority of the first half, but the end of the half was a big sequence that changed this game. Um, <clears throat> as Brett Burge caught a 14-yard touchdown to give Jeanette a 19-13 lead, Rochester tried to answer that it was Burge came up with an end zone interception at the end of the half to keep it a six-point game. That would be huge because then early in the third quarter, it would be Brad to Brett, the Birch connection again, an 11-yard pass that made it 27-13. And the last 18 minutes, that just dominated. As the Rams couldn't move the ball, they had a couple they had a couple mistakes. And then between the ground game and just Brad making some of the key plays, Jeanette ended up working the clock. Jayhawks pulled away as Brett Birch returned a punt to put the ice on the cake. Jeanette wins 40-13. to And you will have a Clariton Jeanette. 1A championship. Class 2A, Beaver Falls and Apollo Ridge. Early on, the Vikings held tough. At the end of the day, Josh Howe coming just too much as the Tigers behind Howe roll right over the Vikings. As it was a 14-point lead early on. And then uh, Trey Singleton would have a 79-yard catcher on that put it to a 22-7 lead. Early in the third, Livingston, Livingston scored. Apollo tried to answer, but then Halberg loose for a 78-yard run. Howe also scored on a 6-yard run later. Beer Falls, they just couldn't be stopped, but or to Howe himself. They win 50-27, to and they go back to the championship. Dream seasons for Apollo Ridge at the senior class. Nothing to be ashamed about. Starhawks and Sarah Catholic, this one was a lightning game that went back and forth. Big play galore early on all throughout. But then in the third quarter, though, it looked to be Sarah Catholic making a move. As, let's see here. As, as a Paul Pearson scored on a seven-yard run to give the Eagles a 32-28 lead, and the ensuing kick, Bounces off a Viking, recovered by Sarah. Golden opportunity for them to put the, to really take control. The Viking defense held, forced to punt. As Jamont Green Miller had a nice power turn. And then early in the fourth quarter, starting went into it, Austin Jones, Josh Jenkins, 13 for the toddy, giving the Vikings a 34-32 lead. The Eagles had to punt after a short little drive, but they shanked the kick. Three plays later with the short field, Zay Davis, 39 yards of the house, quickly making this a 10-point Viking lead still early in the – well, with 7-16 to play, but still plenty of time. 
But then the game was over with two plays later. Rocco got picked off on a deep ball by Jamon Green Miller, and he took it 46 yards at the house. Sarah scored late, but it wouldn't matter. Storox rallies the win at home 49-38, and it'll be Beaver Falls and Storox in the 2A championship on Saturday evening. Class 3A semis, Central Valley Keystone Oaks round two. Just like round one, just each team scored another touchdown. Warriors crew, 70-21. As KO had a little bit of hope, as Central Valley jumped out of the gates, Amir Dudley and the boys were up 21-0 just like that. But late first quarter, Dudley got picked off. And big run back set up a short touchdown for Kevin Drew, making it 21-7. But crisis averted Central Valley. They would, they would pound away. And they never looked back at that point. Warriors crews, they go back to the 3A championship. Elizabeth Ford taking on North Catholic. Talk about the Warrior defense. Chase Wadden leading the troops. As North Catholic was held to 115 yards for the night. They had four giveaways all in the second half. And the Warriors get their third shutout of the season. As the only points of the first half came late in the first on Andrew Smith's 25-yard field goal. And then second half, North Catholic fumbled on both of their two possessions. The second of which turned into an EF touchdown when um, when Devontae Brockland scored on a five-yard run. And then at the end of the third, Nico Murray scored at the beginning reception to halt a little bit of North Catholic momentum. And after the trade stops, Marvros would bust free for a 45-yard touchdown. I'm sorry, as Marvros carried EF. 45 yards to start the fourth quarter, scoring an HR on to make it a, the extra point was going to make it a three-score point three score game with seven minutes to go. North Catholic trying to answer. They went downfield 11 plays, but they fumbled outside the EF red zone, and then EF ran out their ring time, and the Warriors win 17-0. But for the first time ever, they are going to the Whitfield Championship. So Friday night, Central Valley, Elizabeth Ford for the title. And then we're going to take a quick jump off the Whitfield. We're going to talk about the City League. City League semis are on Saturday as Westinghouse routes Brashear 30-6. Brashear had a big kick return and scored quickly to go up 6-0, but it lasted for all 12 seconds as Darius Bruce ran back the ensuing kick 82 yards for a touchdown. The two-week version was good. And from there, Keyshawn Marcello and the Bulldogs just grounded their way to victory as they just methodically scored. The defense played lights out like it has all year, 30-6 Westinghouse. They go back to the championship. Allardyce University Prep. The Dragons jumped out to a 17-7 lead early. The Panthers hung around early in the third, though. Xavier Randolph scored a, caught a 16-yard touchdown. They made it 25-9 after a successful conversion. But Keon Smalls of the Panthers wouldn't go away. And with 2.40 left in the third, Amir McCloy scored on a four-yard run, but a pair of misconversions kept it 25-21. But the Dragons closed out the final Seven, uh, 15 minutes of the game, and they hold on. Alderdice wins 25-21 there. So this upcoming Saturday, the city championship of couples, Westinghouse versus Alderdice, a rematch from two years ago. Bulldogs try to go back-to-back. Dragons try to win their third in four years in that one. Back to the Whippeal Class 4A semifinals. Al Copa and Bell Vernon. It looked like the Quips might be in trouble as second play of the game – Quinn and Martin, the star freshman for the Leopards, darted 47 yards at the house. And then, and then, and then Al Quip's first drive, picked off by Logan Cunningham, and the Leopards were in business. But the Quips came up with a fourth down stop. 
but then they had to punt it right back. And on the return, Devin Woodlock, the star, takes it 64 yards to Paydirt. And it's like that late first quarter, 13-0, Belvern with the lead. And then after Cole Wakeman forces and recovers a fumble, they really had an opportunity. But the Quips defense had back-to-back sacks of Woodlock, the second of which was a fumble that they recovered. They marched down to open second quarter, and Vaughn Morris on the 12 yard keeper got them on the board back to a one-score game. But then Woodlock answered, going 76 yards of the house. I'm sorry, 76 yards down to the out with the three. Woodlock would score in the next play to make it 19-7 early in the second. But then Al started to go to the air, and it was working. As Ty Crocker had two big receptions, and set Carl McBride for a two-yard plunge. And Belvern on the first four series, the 156 yards. Woke the next eight, they totaled 113. So Alcoba's defense started going in gear, and they just started to dominate. As then the Leopards fumbled again. Six plays, 35 yards later, McBride goes in from three years out. And all of a sudden, it was 20-19 quips. But Alcoba had a chance at the end of the half, but Martin would come, Martin would come with an interception in the end zone to preserve the one-point game. Then we go early in the third. It'd be Vaughn Morris hitting Dorius Moreland for the touchdown, 26 yards. They go for two and get it. I'm sorry, they kicked the PAT. All of a sudden, it'd be 27-19 Alquipa. Then a set of back and forth stops carried into the fourth quarter. But then with 6.27 to go, Verna Red caps off a big drive by going 17 yards to the house, making it a 33-19 ball game. As just about two minutes later, Whitlock would score from 39 yards out. The conversion would be good, make it a 33-25. I'm sorry, the conversion was missed, so it would be an eight-point game. Alcoba got the ball back. But the Quips went back to the ground, and when they needed to, they grinded out the remaining time. Belvern did not touch it again, and Alcoba paces their way 33-25. And for the 13th year in a row, the Quips are in, are in the Whitfield title game. This time, though, it's Class 4A. TJ taking on Plum, and kind of a similar script in this one. As early on, TJ took the opening kick, goes 80 yards and 11 plays, and Deron Van Bibber carried the series. But it was Isaac Eckley who capped with a 16-yard touchdown run midway through the first. But then two minutes later, the plum tied up as Ryan Humner hit Max Matolsi 16 yards to the touchdown. But then the next offensive snap, Humner intercepted Jake Pugh pass, and it would set up a Reed Moore 32-yard field goal. Then TJ looked to try to respond, and then Pugh was sacked, fumbled it, and then moments later, Eric Morgan is in six yards to the touchdown. Just like that, early in the second quarter, Plum was up 17-7 with the momentum. But the Jaguars settled down, the defense locked down, the offense got it going. Five plays, 50 yards at the end of the half, and Pew scores on a one-year dive, making 17-13 after a misconversion. As in the first half, Plum had 114 yards of the ground, or TJ had Van Bibber lead their lead back. But with the switch of the half came some changes as the Jaguars defense just dominated. As they held, as they held Plum to just about 30 yards rushing in the second half. Well, Connor Murger took over as a lead back. He kind of just gave him a little bit of a spark. So second half we go. As Plum only had 23 yards the rest of the way. My apologies, but second half here we go. As Plum defense held tough, as they held the run all night long too. But then late in the third, Pew hit Ian Hansen in stride, 36 yards to the touchdown, and the extra point made 20-17. That'd be score going into the fourth. As early in the fourth, Plum was on the move. They were nearing crossing midfield. Uh, Hubner hit launched a deep ball. Appeared to be a pass interference, but the referees did not call it. 
They had to punt. TJ would take some time to feel a little bit. But Plum, they held, got the ball back with 3.29 to go at their own 48-yard line. But two plays into it, though. Hubner and Moore, miscommunication. They bump into each other in the backfield, fumbles it, and, Eck, and Isaac Eckley falls on for the Jaguars, who then run out the remaining time and, and survive at home. TJ wins 20-17 the final, and they go back to the 4A championship. And then Class 5A semis, Pirateland, Penn Trafford. The Warriors opened up with a nice little spunky three-plus minute drive, and you had a little double reverse pass known as the Philly Special. Chase Vecchio hits Ethan Carr. Warriors lead 7-0. Well, PR had a successful 44-yard flea flicker pass from Cole Spencer to Eli Yoakum, but the Warrior defense bends, doesn't break, gets the ball back. But the Rams defense returned the favor, and then Spencer in the offense scored a touchdown on the next seven possessions, all in route to a blowout victory in this playoff matchup. As it is a 10-play, 95-yard drive, tied it up at 7 on Yoakum's 10-yard touchdown grab a minute and a half into the second quarter. As, as Penn Trafford tried to answer, but they fumbled it. PR went 13, play 72 yards, and Spencer had a one-yard dive, which is 201 to go in the half. After a quick stop at short field, the Rams capitalized at Spencer scored on another one-yard run, making it 21-7 at the break. And the second half opened up with a nice, strong drive. Kane Schweiger scored on an 11-yard run. As the Warrior offense just could not get moving, PR kept on going. It would be Spencer to Yakum, 46 yards to the score, making it 35-7 mid-third quarter. As Carr threw a touchdown to Vecchio to make it a 21-point game with three minutes to go in the third. They would recover the onside kick, but they ended up failing on a fourth down. And Jordan Burns scored again to keep it going. But then with just over nine minutes left in the ball game, Pirates and Finley closed it out as Charlie Mill caught a tip ball in stride and go in 50 yards of the house. This made a 49-14. That'd be the final. Rams win 49-14. And they go back to a Whitfield Championship there for the first time there in 5A. And then Pierce Township Gateway. This one was a rematch of the of last year's title game, which was a one-point gateway win. In that matchup, it was a tail of two halves where Gateway dominated in the first half and they held off Peters in the second. Well, it'd be the pretty much similar narrative on Friday. Is Gateway dominating the first half? Peters dominating the second. It ended up being a one-point final, but this time it went to the visiting Peters Township. As early on, as Gators had a couple of solid drives, as a result of field goals from Jason Jenkins to make it 6-0. Then in the second quarter, Diego Bledsoe would have a 35-yard pick six on a ball that slipped out of Logan Pfeiffer's hands. That made it third. That made it 13 nothing. And then with two minutes to go in the half, Jaden Hurd would come up with an interception in Pierce Township end. Moments later, he hold in an HR touchdown pass from Carson Anglica, giving Gateway a 19-0 lead at the break. Pierce Township had 48 yards and two first downs on 28 first-half plays. But the second half, that changed very quickly. As Peters was desperate, they opened up the third quarter with a seven-play 80-yard series that capped when Pfeiffer found Nico Pat for a two-yard touchdown. Paid my apologies, made it 19-7. Um, let's see here. Then, then Jacobs are missing from 42 yards out. Indians quickly moved 80 yards as Braylon Carrington had a 42-yard catch and run. And then Donovan McMillan would have a beautiful 38-yard diving touchdown catch. Extra point no good. 19-13, the lead would be cut to. The, and then after team trade subs, Gateway went on the move, ate some clock. They stalled, faced a 4th and 12. 
in Pierce Township territory, in field goal range for Jenkins, but a procedure penalty against the Indians gave him five yards. So, um, so from 38 yards out, Jenkins' kick would be no good, but Pierce Township ran to him five more yards, retry the down. They sent him back out, and this time Jenkins from 33, no good, wide left, still six-point game with six-and-a-half to play. Pfeiffer and the Indians moving to Gateway Territory. The clock began ticking down. They got to the Gator 30-yard line, and desperation from Pfeiffer dropped back. Look, he fired. Shamar Price picks it off and appears to go 70 yards for the game, closing pick six. But there's a flag. Price could call it for a pass interference, a race to play. Pierce gets new life, and they took advantage. As Carrington had a 13-yard catch, it got down inside Gateway's five with nine seconds to go. And then... Pfeiffer to Corbin Hundrew, four yards for the game-winning touchdown with 4.7 seconds left. It was just a nice play where Hundrew's on the right side of the play. He basically slants into the middle of the end zone. Pfeiffer delivers a good ball. Hundrew with a sliding catch for the touchdown. So, And then Andrew Masucci comes on, extra point up and good. And with 4.7 seconds, Pierce takes the 20-19 lead. Gateway kneeled the kickoff and had a quick completion. So it was like, Half a second left, last play, Gateway trying something crazy. It gets denied. Ball to the ground, complete game over. That's it. And with that Pierce Township behind a strong defense, as they said in the, in the post game celebration, celebration, they don't score, they don't win. Indians come back 20 19. They go to the championship game for the second straight year. Gateway's run ends. And unfortunately, Derek Davis ends his career. But congrats to Derek Davis as the Gateway star announced he's playing football at LSU starting next fall. But the 5-8 championship Saturday night will be Pine Ridgeland versus Peters Township. And then we had a championship amidst all these incredible games. The 6-A Whippeal Championship took place Friday night at Martorelli Stadium in North Hills as it was not, as it was undefeated number one North Allegheny versus the defending champs, the three-seed Central Catholic. And this game, on paper, it screamed defense, defense, defense. But quite frankly, it couldn't have been any more opposite than that, as let's get cooking. So, as this actually turned as it turned out to be one of the highest scoring title games in the largest classification history in, in, in the 40 years. As two plays in the game, we had points. Greg Phillips hit Mason Cress, who took it 65 yards to the house, 7-0 Tigers, just like that. The Central Catholic answered as they went 63 yards, but stalled at the 7. They settled for a field goal, and Matthew Shearer's 24-yard kick would be good. Then 7.5 to go in the first quarter, 7-3 Tigers. But then Quebec came in a 12-play, 75 yards, and Nate Hoke, Nate Hoke scored on a one-yard plunge with two minutes to go in the quarter, making it a 14-3. But back came Central Catholic, 63 yards and 11 plays, and Eddie, crazy legs, Tillman goes in five yards out, making it a four-point game once again. But the Tigers' offense kept on moving as they just answered with another drive of their own. And with 4.48 left in the half, Khalil Dinkins on the slant, 20-yard touchdown, 21-10 Tigers. And what a start to the game, three possessions, three touchdowns. But the momentum quickly swung right back to the Vikings as the ensuing kick, Anderson Sinclair fielded with, and he took it rather untouched, 70 yards of the house. Again, it was back to a four-point game. But then the game really changed on the next sequence. It's two plays later. Phillips looking and throws it, pecked off by J.D. Younger, who makes a beautiful diving grab at the Tiger 30-yard line. Seven plays later, Tillman from one yard out punches it in. 
with 10 seconds to spare, and then it would be the Vikings League at the break, 24-21. They got the opening possession in the second half, and it would be huge. As well, Central Catholic trying to move, but Colin Dickens made a beautiful interception on a deep ball. Tigers, could they take advantage? Nope, because Phillips' pass was tipped, caught, picked off by Anderson Sincar, and Sincar goes 30 yards of the house for a pick six. It's like that, 5.46 to go in the third, 10-point Viking lead. And they had to answer, they did so. As early part of the fourth quarter, they capped a nice drive on Brandon Prasad's 24-yard field goal, making it a 31-24, 10-6 to play. As the Vikings on the next drive, they took their time pounding and grounding against the mighty Tiger defense. They took off nearly seven minutes but had to punt it back. So I didn't get the ball in its own nine early at 348 to play. But two plays into it, though, the game went out of hand as Phillips picked off for the third time in the night by freshman Anthony Specka, who races to the Tiger one-yard line. And two plays later, Tillman goes in again from one yard out, making it 38-24, two and a half to go. The Viking defense made one final stand. They ran out the clock. That'd be it. And Central Catholic, your Whippeal 6A champions, 38-24, the final. As Central Catholic, or your 2020 Whippeal 6A football champions, it's their second straight 6A title. Eighth overall, all coming since 03, all of them in the largest classification. And it's actually their fourth in the last six years. Fifth in the last eight. So... Congrats to them as they are the champs. As to talk about a tale of two halves, though, in the first half, Greg Phillips was 10-15 for 182 yards. And, he, of course, he led three touchdown drives on the first three possessions, two of them coming through the air. But in the, but in the second half, he was just 3 of 11 for 14 yards. Got picked off twice. As coming into this game, he only had one interception on the year, but he threw three in this one alone. As North Allegheny also just totaled 27 yards in the second half. As, the, as part of that, there was the Vikings recording four sacks in the game, three of them coming in the fourth quarter. I believe all of them were in the second half. As Eddie Tillman, the player of the game, leads the Vikings 132 rushing yards and three touchdowns. As this year, as he was the first player and only player this year to hit the 100, hit the 100 yard mark against the Tigers. And it was much better as in the regular season, he was held to 17 yards and 15 carries. So talk about a bounce back there. As in addition to Tillman Anderson Sinkar, two touchdowns coming on a 70 yard kick return. That was an immediate answer to the Tigers going up by 11. And then also the pick six that, that pushed the lead to 10 in the third quarter. So two impactful touchdowns. Of course, he had, of course, he had a couple catches. This is also solid on defense. And of course, no passing stats were provided. But Adam Oban, the starter, Eric Benson had a few catches and runs. And then. Um, Matt Schmidt led four grabs for 39 yards. And in defeat, Greg Phillips totaled 13 26, 196 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Mason Crest, six grabs, one on three yards, and a touchdown. Joey Taylor added four for 44. Colin Dickens had an interception. Khalil Dickens had a 20 yard touchdown catch. Well, of course, NA did not provide any rushing stats as the ground game was kind of kept quietly, but J.R. Burden, Hoke, Crest, and Dickens all touched the ball rushing wise as Hoke had the only rushing touchdown for them. But that is that. So Central Catholic, you're champions, and they'll go on to the state playoffs. Well, they'll face – they go to McDowell Saturday night in the state quarterfinals. So we have our first Whitfield champion. It's the Vikings. Who will be the other five? We'll find out this weekend. As our players of the week from the 6A championship, 
Eddie Tillman, Anderson Sinclair, both from Central Catholic, Mason Crest from NA. Within the semifinals, Class 5A, Pyrichlands Cole Spencer throws like 338 yards, total five touchdowns. Logan Pyford from Pierce Township threw for 287 yards and three scores, with a lot of it coming in the second half. And Eli Yoakum of Pyrichland, eight catches, 193 yards, two touchdowns. He also passed Neil Walker on the all-time receiving list, and he tied Mike Mayhart for the most. So Yoakum, just one catch in the championship will give him the school's all-time mark. Congrats to him. Helen Moore congrats so he gets that on Saturday. Class 4A, Vaughn Morris of Aliquippa throws for 221 yards, totals two touchdowns. In the losing effort, Bill Burns, Devin Woodlock, runs for 159 yards and totals three scores. Then TJZ and Hanson, five grabs, 74 yards and a touchdown. Class 3A, Elizabeth Ford, it was the defense with a shutout and only like 115 yards along with four takeaways against an undefeated conference champ and a semifinal on the road. Can't get much better than that. Amir Dudley of Central Valley, throws for 178 yards, runs for 44, totals five touchdowns. And then Nico Mervis of Elizabeth Ford, Runs for 83 yards, two catches for 24 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Class 2A, Beer Falls, Josh Howe runs for 368 yards and three scores. Austin Jones of throws for 171 yards, runs for 86, totals four scores. And then losing effort, Max Rocco, Sarah Catholic, throws for 100, 100, I'm sorry, Rocco throws for 175 yards and four touchdowns. <clears throat> and then Class 1A, for Clariton, Jonte Sanders, Throws for 169 yards, runs for 132, totals three scores. Brad Birch and Jeanette, that's actually a typo, it's Brett Birch. Brett Birch and Jeanette, seven catches, 89 yards. Interception had four total touchdowns. And Clariton's Dante Sanders, 156 yards rushing, three total touchdowns. And then in the City League, Keisha Marcello Westinghouse throws for 178, three scores. Shakur Pack and Abs Allardyce throws totals 182 yards and two touchdowns. And then West Hampton Malik Harris runs for 94 yards. So congrats to everyone mentioned. So that is the recap. As for complete entire game recaps and summaries and stats, check out our weekly uh, recap tab on our website, which is cover3athletics.wixsite.com/westpa. It's cover the number three athletics at our address bar. Our Twitter handle is at cover3 underscore ATH. It's capital C and cover, the number three underscore in all caps ATH. And, of course, find Cover 3 Athletics on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram for more on the Whippeal. As here, guys, we're in mid-November. It's time. So we'll talk later this week with our championship game preview as we have five games plus the city tile game to talk about. So really quick, so... So the state playoffs are in full swing now with state quarterfinals being this week. So Central Catholic will go on Saturday night to McDowell. The winner goes to the semis. As, of course, this year, the state finals are Thanksgiving weekend, that Friday the 27th and Saturday the 28th. So, of course, our Whitfield champions that are crowned this weekend, they will go directly into the state semifinals next weekend. And then we'll see. We'll see how many Whitfield teams – make it in to a state title game Thanksgiving weekend. So, but we but first we have our championships, which are the bigger ones to talk about. So we'll talk about them in depth later in the week, but the schedule, so our championship weekend schedule is this. So the Whitfield title games, the only one Friday night will be the 3A game between Central Valley and Elizabeth Ford at North Allegheny with a 7 o'clock kick. 
and I believe Trib High School Sports Network is broadcasting that game live as well. Then on Saturday, it's a quadruple header. As starting traditionally at 11 a.m. will be the one eight title game between Clareton and Jeanette. That will be played at North Hills and broadcast on Trib as well. Following at 1 o'clock at North Allegheny will be the 4A championship. Aliquippa versus TJ. That game will be shown on CW. Then at 5 o'clock kick back at North Hills will be the 2A title game between Beaver Falls and Sox broadcasted on Trib. And prime time, 7 o'clock kick at North Allegheny, the 5A championship. Pine Richland versus Pierce Township. That will be broadcast live on CW. So, so we'll talk about these in depth later in the week. Hope you guys enjoyed this. As of course, if you want to get the full recaps, summaries, stats, etc., look at the brackets, anything else, check out our website, covered3athletics.wixsite.com slash westpa. So until we talk later this week, enjoy your Monday. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed the action. We'll talk soon. Take care.